Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Essential Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. So today I'm joined by an amazing bunch in Hannah, Oli, returning guest in Oli actually, and debut debutants in Hannah and LB. Nice to meet you guys. How are you guys doing? I'm oh, not bad, not bad. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be back on the Essentially Blue. I'm glad you're doing these again. Yeah, <laughs> cheers, bro. After a long, we're on a long break to cool off. But we're going to be here for a while, actually, because obviously the World Cup and all that. So we're going to cover the World Cup as well, but we'll leave that for another day. LB, Hannah, how are you guys doing? Good to have yeah, you guys. All good, man. All good. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. First time. So, yeah, let's get into it, man. Yeah, yeah, same. Not too bad. <laughs> Cheers. So where do we start from? I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. I don't want to talk about preseason because we spoke about that already. But, I mean, what do you guys... I mean, LB, what do you make of the match yesterday? Like, reaction to the lineup? Yeah, I I was quite surprised Chilwell was starting, if I if I want to be honest. I, I think it kind of became abundantly clear that he was probably going to start because of the news that came out about Alonso leaving. Um, yeah. So I think that that was one of the shocks to me. Personally, I don't think that Kante was probably the right decision yesterday. I think that we needed Kovacic. Um so that kind of surprised me, especially, you know, I know you just said don't speak about preseason, but uh, Kante did have a quite a short preseason. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was really, so, uh, but I was really, really happy with the new signings. Um, Koulibaly just looks like such an amazing player. Um, you know, just everything he did looked really good yesterday, uh, especially, you know, we won the pen because of that pass that he made uh, to Chilwell. Um, and... I thought Sterling was pretty good as well. Like I, I loved how Sterling was uh, playing yesterday in terms of like dropping deep um, and receiving the ball. Um, and Cucurella, I mean, great and like just what a great debut from him. Every time he was on the ball, it looked like he was trying to make things happen. Um, and he passed the ball with such zip, like that was yeah. actually shocking to me. Like he was, he, he was really like smashing the ball up of the players. Which I loved. It was like bringing energy into the game. Yeah. Zest. Impressive, actually. Oli, um, what was your reaction to lineup? I mean, did anything stand up for you? And how did you feel before the game? I wasn't sure. Um, going into the game, I, I knew it was going to be a difficult one because obviously Everton is our is our bogey ground. Um, and I think outside of you know, in terms of fitness and all the players available, I think we actually started with our strongest eleven. Um, you know, you can make an argument for Chilwell or Cucurella one way or the other, but he had only signed 24 hours beforehand. So I think his 20-odd 20, 20 minute cameo was probably about what he needed. Um, but, you know, I, I thought uh, actually the game was pretty good. I thought we, um, you know, the, the performance wasn't brilliant, but I think a little bit of perspective needed considering, you know, how it is a bogey ground, haven't won there in five years, all of that. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mitigating factors to why, even though our performance wasn't great, the result was. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get into that, but I do agree, yeah. But Hannah, I mean, Everton, like Frank Lampard, what was your, what was your initial feeling before the game? I thought it was, to be honest, last time we lost, I was fuming. So I was like, it's going to happen again. Um, but fortunately, we won. 
Yeah. Um, I, I didn't actually watch the match, but I heard people saying, oh, it's so boring, boring Chelsea are back. But, I mean, who cares? <laughs> if it wins us a fraud title, I'm here. I'm here for it. Get in. I love that. That's the right energy we need. I don't yeah, know yeah. if it helps. It's in our DNA. Exactly, yeah. I'm, fu- I'm exactly. fully with you. I, don't, I couldn't care less if we played the most boring yeah, exactly. football ever, as, as long as we won. 100%. LB what's, your, LB, what's your take on the boring, we play boring football? I think it's a back and forth, you know. I, I can see it from like the footballing aspect of what we're trying to do, but I think that it's also just a reflection of the players that we have, right? Like, we, especially kind of when seeing the links to the players that we're getting linked to, it makes sense, right? Because we're kind of looking for a creative player. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of, it was quite a, I would say it was quite a boring game. It just didn't look like we were breaking them down at all. It was more or less just the same sort of pattern every single time. Sort of like last year as well. No, but to be fair, Sterling Sterling and... Um, yeah, only Sterling to be fair. Sterling added that bit of like unpredict- unpredictability to the, to the game and stuff. But yeah, um, Hannah, how about you? What was the man of the match and moment of the match for you? Rolls-Royce, Thiago Silva. You get in. Yeah, like, he's a Rolls Royce. Unbelievable player, man. Honestly. Um, I don't know what you guys think, yeah, but I get I had a bit of stick for Koulibaly. Obviously he's new and all that, so I'm I'm not I'm just gonna call him some slack, you know. But I felt Rudiger wouldn't go off with cramp when we were like at war. Because that was a that was a difficult game. I don't know what you guys think, but do you think I'm being too harsh? Yeah, a bit yeah, too I harsh. I think so. He only had ninety odd minutes in pre season. Koulibaly, I'm not surprised. All also, our players are so unfit. So unfit. He's trying to adjust to the system as well in terms of also like the Premier League. You know, it was his Premier League yeah, debut. Physicality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, when you look at Thiago Silva, though, like he went 100 minutes. Yeah, but right? Thiago Silva's not human. You know, <laughs> Thi- Thiago Silva looks younger every year. <laughs> that is he, so true. <laughs> All right, um, Hannah, one moment stood out for you then. The game. Like I said before, I didn't watch the game, but I watched highlights. Um, Kukurea is fantastic. I think we've lacked someone with like technical vision and just to mm. ping a pass like from nowhere. So definitely him. And when Tuchel made the sleeping thing, I saw that meme. It was hilarious. Yeah. That, was, that was one of my moments of the match. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Eunice said he was directing that to Mason Mount and Kai Havertz, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, Oli, you know the drill, yeah? So, Oli, man of the match, moment of the match for you? It's uh, a difficult one. Man of the match, I'm going to actually give to uh, Cucurella's 20-minute cameo because I thought he looked really good. Um, you could have given it to Sterling, could have given it to Thiago Silva, but I'll give it to yeah. Cucurella for, um, you know, you know, first game out, didn't did a job, didn't make any mistakes, actually looked really good. Um, yeah. My moment of the match would be um, Georgie's penalty right in the corner, out, out ice cold. There's absolutely no way uh, Pickford had no chance. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'll say moment of the match. Perhaps Mendy save. It was quite impressive. Even though he should have... Yeah, I don't want to be too critical this season. But yeah, <laughs> Mendy save was quite huge. And man of the match, Thiago Silva. But LB, how about you? Man of the match and moment of the match. What moment stood out for you? I think I have to... I, I think I have to agree with Oli there. I think the, the penalty was just... It was... I always... I'm so nervous when it comes to those penalties. Like, I feel like 90, there's a 90% chance of them missing it because I just have no... Like, I feel like it's pessimism versus optimism. So, when it's, it comes to I, penalties, I think it's Jorginho 
Jojo's technique. I just like, oh, yeah. I'm so afraid every time he takes a penalty. Oh, genuinely, I'm the exact same. I feel like I always like don't even want to watch because that's how worried I am. And I always do watch on like my, I have like literally my heart in my mouth then. And, um, yeah, like it's so bad. So, so that was the moment of like relief that it gave me that yeah, we, we finally scored for like the first time in a couple seasons there. Um, and, and yeah, so I think, but man of the match has to be, like you said, the Rolls Royce and Tiago Silva, like what a player. Honestly, when I when he's on the ball, when he's on the pitch, I'm literally like I, I'm so calm. Like I know that he, even like the stare that he gave Mendy in that second half, like I would never want to mess with that guy. Honestly, like he, he's such a leader in our team, and I love him so much. Yeah, he was man of match for me. Top class, top class. Honestly, it's incredible. Like I was frightened because we were disjointed at the back with Thiago Silva. Like, bro, like, I was like, yo, if Thiago Silva goes down, who plays for us? Yeah, like, it was so scary. It was such a frantic and frightening game at the same time. But I'm so glad we won. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's so many topics. I don't know where to, like, I just want to go off the cuff, to be honest. Like, it's crazy. But, um, go for it. Anna, like, um, what do you think about, like, um, the whole, the Fofana thing? Do you think it's, do you think we should pay that amount for him? I think the fee is excessive. It's in excess of like 80 million. But I think for the player that you're getting, the years, the longevity, I think it's worth it. We should put the money down because Thiago Silva won't be playing all these years. Um, We need to get replacements in and I think he's perfect as well. Uh, Well, I I think it's excessive as well, but I don't want it to be more than 75 million because anything more, I feel like we're going into Maguire territory. Yeah, we're entering (laughs) Maguire numbers. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know what? It's I feel a scary like you, can, time. you can also see the other side of it, right? When Liverpool bought Van Dijk, who was at Southampton, and he came into that team and absolutely changed them. So I think you there are always both sides to the story, and it just really depends whether or not we've actually done good scouting on this guy, um, because we don't want to bring him in and then have a player like Harry Maguire versus bringing in a player and having the effect of Van Dijk, right? So there's True. there's always the other side to the coin. True. Oli, what do you think about like the whole? Okay, after we buy Fofana, we're gonna get two more attackers because they. I think an hour ago I saw a tweet about um Verna and yeah Verna and I think um Otsunodoy, They're gonna leave Chelsea on loan, but uh, Verna's gonna leave for good. So what do you think? Who? What do you think about the attacking situation? I mean, what's your opinion? I think um I I I was looking at it today. I was thinking actually, in terms of properly good players of it well one there's there's not a lot of good players available um really but i don't think it'll be two players if um either of them leave if both of them leave i think it'll be one um because broya has come into the squad um and i think he's gonna he's gonna provide that a little bit where you know like where there's a player an attacking player there where there wasn't one last season um, Hudson Odoi will most likely be on loan. I would have thought um, Southampton are interested, Leicester are interested, which might help um, grease the wheels a bit for Fofana. Um, and yeah, like we said, Leipzig uh, are going in for for Werner, and it looks like he's going home. Uh, and I'm pleased for him. Uh, you know, it just hasn't really worked out at Chelsea, unfortunately. It, which is a shame because I love the guy, but he just uh, it just didn't translate his style of play into the Premier League. I think. Uh, you know what's funny? I do remember your theory on Werner from last season 
He says trying to not get injured and all that and to, to force a move. <laughs> you remember, Oli? <laughs> well, you know, and look where we are, you know. I don't mean. <laughs> LB, what do you think about the Aspilicueta role in 2022-23 season? Because it looks like, this is why I brought up Fofana, because when you look at yesterday, it looked like we are getting gassed at some point. We are getting overpowered. But what do you think Aspi's role would be this season? Yeah, um, I think I think it made sense when seeing that signing of Cucurella come in, and then possibly the signing of, um, uh, well, possibly the signing of Fofana, like you just said. It, it sort of makes sense that he he was kept in, uh, just for the the facts of squad depth. I think that he's as much as I think that he's dropped off. He actually did have a decent game yesterday, um, and and that was. Uh, yeah, against uh, that was against uh, Everton, and so I, and I think that he had one bad moment, which was realistically getting spun by Demario Gray. Um, but other than that, I think he had a very good performance. Um, whether I believe it was right for him to go up in in earning from one hundred fifty thousand a week to one eighty, um, that's a bit on on a bit of more of a mystery it's, to me it's a lot isn't it like for for two seasons where he's not really going to play that much yeah exactly the only thing that i can possibly think of which could be reasoning for it is the is the fact that we have new owners in with new sort of bonus structures um mm-hmm. so that can actually cause an effect in terms of like okay he's making more of a flat fee but there's less bonuses on top of that um, and so so that's the only thing that i could possibly think but it wouldn't make sense for me uh that they would actually offer somebody who is fairly old a higher contract for more years. It, it doesn't really make sense, uh, especially somebody who's probably not going to play the biggest role in the squad. At least he'll be getting his wages on like a certain club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Hannah, um, what's your take on this Kai Havertz situation? Obviously, I know Mason Mount's getting a bit of stick as well, but I think Kai Havertz is getting more stick from the fans, but... What's your take on the Kai Havertz situation? I think it's pretty much annoyance at this point because we can't take um, any longer of seeing him up top and just nothing realistic happen. <laughs> um, people had like high expectations for him. Yeah. They said, like, you're the main man now. Because last season, um, Lukaku was the main man. He kind of overshadowed um, Kai. Yeah. But I think this season, he's been so underwhelming. Like, on the pitch, he's invisible. I don't see him anymore. I, I think, think it might be. I think that's I, a slightly bit unfair. Like you say, this season we've had one game. Exactly. Yeah. I know, but not just like. Um, I know he was like, pre season as well. Pre season, and I, you know, I think people are worried because I think that you know, like we're people are worried because we're we're running into a yeah, situation definitely. where we have the likes of the the likes of Havertz who we we, we might not consider good enough and. And then you know we our uh, our goal scoring woes continue, but actually I I think Havertz can be that guy, but it's just about I don't know for me I think Burnley is a poor matchup for him, um, especially you know you've got like the likes of like James Tarkovsky and that he's never going to outmuscle them. Yeah, yeah, I understand, but I think his consistency is his main issue because we know what Kai can do. He can turn up in the second half of the season and look like prime Zidane. Yeah. It's the first half of the season where we want to see goals come in and he just he's not doing it for me. And I think um To be fair, like yeah, right now can... right now it's sort of I would say the whole team looks a bit off. So so Yeah, they look so, so unfit yeah, so all of them. Yeah, it looks like none of them have been able to play a game and actually I think it That's was kind uh, of where I'm at and especially against, you know, with, with Everton. It it was like, you know, they yeah, kind of set out to frustrate us. 
You know, yeah. it's a, the, yeah, they yeah. were always going to fight hard. They were always going to be a difficult game. So the fact yeah. that we looked yeah. a little bit off the pace is probably actually a testament to to Everton. Honestly, the yeah, that they we, defended. The fact deep. that we just won at, 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 at Everton is just yeah. Real. Take the three points yeah. and run. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Run for the hills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but but I think it was it was clear that um Pies I think put out a tweet today saying that there was an in-house game against Fulham at I think he said it was two 0 at half time um and that was sort of I I don't think he said sort of he doesn't know what the full wait can you confirm if the pitch is dry I, I don't know <laughs> yeah, if well, the pitch is dry or not. What? Uh, you know that's a real problem in this in this day and age these yeah these, you see they put out a, a tweet. Did you see they put out a tweet later with like them watering the pitches before? This, the yeah, yeah, I saw that <laughs> elite shithousery. <laughs> so I think they're trying to get minutes in the bank right now, especially like they know that the fitness is not there, which is at yeah. Least yeah, and yeah. Tuchel knows as well. He said it multiple times in press conferences. You know, like it's yeah. going to be like that we're that we're not at the place we need to be fitness wise. Just and I think he blames preseason for that. I think it might be the American tour. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It didn't work he's, out. He's not a fan of the American tour. I mean, it's. I I find it weird. Yeah. Like you have American owners, and for you to be saying that, I think it's kind of not good. But I guess he doesn't care. I don't know. Because I, I mean, I yeah. Saying it's not a necessary trip to go that far and all that. But to be fair, I just feel that's not the right thing to say. But you know. Yeah, yeah. Because I think Arsenal went to Germany before they flew out, and then they. They played their games in America. Yeah, but here's the thing about preseason. Yeah, so obviously I'm hearing people. I think Arsenal had the most preseason games, but I'm hearing people say, okay, Pep isn't really a fan of preseason. So in a way, obviously Pep is Pep, and if Pep doesn't like preseason, then it means something is going on somewhere, right? I mean, it could be his preference. Maybe he expects his players to turn up a certain level of match fitness and be ready for the games ahead. Pep's an enigma. Yeah. I don't know why he does anything, but it seems to work. Yeah, he's a madman, honestly. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, this is what I heard that, you know, Pep more, is more about, like, okay, we need something at stake to play for. Because he feels he, according to Aguero and the Athletic Man City stuff, they said they feel like Pep doesn't really see pre-season, preseason as competitive and stuff like that. It's just, like, a waste of time, in a way. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but, yeah, um, let's, I digressed a bit. Um, um, LB, Oli, what do you guys think about um, Tuchel's critics this season? I mean, He's gonna he's gonna get a lot of stick this season, right? I feel like it's already started. No, sorry, honestly, honestly, sorry. I think it's like what whoever our manager is, they will always get stick because they're working for Chelsea. Like yeah. genuinely, it's just the the fact that all it's the boring, media hates Chelsea. It genuinely is that way. It's too cool though. Like I mean, it makes no sense. Like you have a section of the fan base now, like. Okay, now they're saying, okay, we're playing boring football. Like, for example, I watched the game yesterday, and I personally don't think it was that boring, especially the first half. I don't think it was that boring. So, if, like, for people... And wait, sorry if I could say something. Man City played today, and they played exactly like us. They were so passive and boring to watch as well, but I don't see a single rival talking about them. Well, exactly. the, the, the problem is Man City have a pass because they've won the last four out of the last five titles. You know, like, it, yeah, it's kind true, of, yeah. you know, we've got a Champions League, they've got four titles, they're probably winning on average, <laughs> you know, so it's... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... No one cares when you're winning. Base is exactly, like the, exactly. Yeah. Nobody cares when you're winning. Yeah. People only bring out the system and the the stuff. To be fair, when we he lose. played pretty boring football under Conte and like no and Mourinho, yeah, and Mourinho especially, and it's nobody cared because we won the league under them. Like, it, yeah. it, it wasn't like any they nobody had any issues. I think our yeah. best 
the I think the one manager that actually made me come off my seat in terms of like playing really good football was Ancelotti. Like that, yeah. honestly, that that when he was at Chelsea, it was like I think didn't we have two like eight nil games that season yeah, alone? We, yeah, we, yeah, we like Wigan and Aston Villa, something like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Seven seven nil games, seven nil and seven one. So you can imagine, yeah. Also, if I could say something about Tuchel's critics, um, yeah. weren't they all twerking for Tuchel to become Man United's manager a couple of months ago? No, no, I mean, the funny, yeah, true, but I'm saying the critics are actually within the club, so our fan base. And, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, Tuchel won the Champions League. And obviously, yeah, obviously, it was a long time ago now, but still, like, you could see what this guy's doing. We finished with the highest points since we last won the Premier League under Conte. So, like, this guy is moving in the right direction. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, the football is kind of, like, it's ge- obviously German. I, I, there's a stereotype I have with Germans. I feel like they play efficiency-type football. But at the same time, it's like, you can see what Tuchel is doing. So, for some people to be like, we're playing boring football, the system isn't accommodating for certain players, it's just incredible. Because, like I said, there's so many to go. Like, I'm looking at my table now, and there's so many topics to go over. Because when I talk about the system, I could talk about Gallagher. I feel like Gallagher isn't really being used the right way. But <laughs> when we talk about boring football, I also want to talk about Spurs because Spurs coming up, and you know Spurs won't be pushovers based on what Conte is going to do. So I don't know what you guys want to talk about more. Do you want to talk about Gallagher? Or do you want to talk about Spurs before? We... I want to talk yeah. about Spurs. <laughs> Always want to speak about Spurs. Give me Spurs. <laughs> All right, cool, Oli. What do you think about Spurs? Like, I mean, Conte has done but madness over there. You know what? what do you think? I... I tweeted the, uh, yesterday, I said I was really worried about the game against Spurs now because of how well they played versus how well we played in our game. But you know what? It's going to be a quite a tactical battle, I think. And we all know that Tuchel is probably is probably a better tactical manager than Conte. I think Arguably. Conte's a better system manager, but perhaps Tuchel is better at tweaking and actually finding the little gaps in 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 tactics in order to be better. So I think they will probably play better than us, but I think we'll have lots, uh, we'll have plenty of opportunities to do well against them. I really do. It's going to be frantic. It's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be a gonna... very, very high energy game. I think it's exactly. not going to be cagey like against Everton. So they best be ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I'm actually frightened. I, I predict a draw, but I'm actually frightened as well. I'm not going to lie because they scored four and we scored one. So I feel like they have the attacking power going forward. I'm not gonna lie, I'm frightened. But yeah, but it doesn't never works that way, does it? It's you know, like it, it never quite translates the same. True. No, I just feel like I just feel like Conte is in a better place with his players right now. Obviously, fitness-wise as well, because you you could you heard about the crazy regime they had back in was it South Korea, Israel, one of them. They you get like so fitness levels they're above us right now. But I trust Tukul. Yes, this is why I like Tukul a lot. I trust Tukul to like you mentioned. He's going to be tactically acute for the game. He's going to be up for it. But I don't know what LB and Hannah think about the Spurs game. Um, I am relatively worried about it because I'm always worried as a Chelsea fan. Um, but I also have faith in that. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in Tuchel. Um, I also know that, you know, when Spurs comes to Stamford Bridge, it is a very different game. Um and I, I think that if we don't make silly mistakes, we can beat anyone in this league. So it's whether or not we hammer out those mistakes. I do want to see Cucurella on the pitch. I think that 
you know, I didn't like what I saw with Ben Chilwell, and I would like to see Kovacic on the pitch as well. Um, yeah. But I, I am intrigued about how the game's going to go down. I don't know. I'm also really excited that I'm going to be able to go to Stamford Bridge this, for the first time this season. Um, oh, congratulations. It's such a magical experience. <laughs> no, I, I've, I, yeah, no, I've, I've been there. It's just uh, I'm going to get to go this season, so... Uh, you know, start to a new season. Hopefully, it isn't a depressing one. Um, <laughs> electric, though. It's going to be electric. Trust me. Like Kulivzevsky. Especially against Spurs. It's going to be so good. Yeah. I, I went to I went to one Spur, uh, one game against Spurs a couple years ago. And it was like the Carabao Cup game where like Kante scored that like triple nutmeg goal. And, oh, yeah. and we won on pens but i was sitting right next to spurs fans so i was in like the stand right next to the away fans and it was ridiculous like oh, i've given it the big one. you've got to be giving it the big one. Oh no 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 i really was i really was like because, <laughs> because in the oh, in the in the first half we scored right in front of them and so i oh my god i was yelling so much abuse i don't think <laughs> i can say it online <laughs> what i actually said <laughs> Yeah, but here's Dinia. Um, Spurs fans are actually really confident right now because like Conte has filled them with so much optimism. So they feel like they. I swear, I, I think I heard a podcast where they were talking about challenging for the league or trying to win a trophy. I can't remember. I think they're gonna win a trophy, but Conte has filled them with so much optimism. It's incredible. You see what, but the thing is, is I'm actually not worried about Spurs, and the reason I'm not is because they're not gonna win the league, and Conte is notoriously bad in comp- competitions anyway. So it's if he's not going to a cup is Spurs' only chance of winning anything, and it's not going to be a cup because Conte is not a cup manager; he's a league manager, and they're certainly not going to win the league because they're Spurs. You say they're gonna they're, they're what do you call it? You say they're bad in the cup, but he won the FA Cup for us, and I think he had a cup run as well. Yeah, he he had a cup run before he lost to Arsenal, so it's in Europe. He's not a, he's not really a, a cup manager, not really. Yeah, of yeah, I guess overall, but I think I think he's going to win a cup. Though. I reckon maybe the. Carabao or the maybe FA Cup or Hannah, what do you think? Spurs, what do you think? Honestly, we could turn up with no manager, no subs, one player on the pitch, and we'd still beat them. That's how confident I am. I have, I li- I'm literally not scared at all. Like, I don't know what it is, but 28 years, two wins, I think it is. I don't think they'll be us. I think at best a draw, but not a loss. That's a 2 2 draw, 1 1. But aren't you frightened about Conte though? Because Conte, he frightens me though. I, I swear I should. Yeah, I think the thing is, when it comes to Arsenal and Spurs, Tuchel always underestimates Arteta. That's why he always puts out a really weird lineup, and we all we always get mad at him because we know we're going to hold yeah. four. But I think with when it comes to Conte, he he respects him, so he puts out a strong lineup, and he's a great tactician as well. So I think that aspect, I think we'll probably. I think win. it's going to be an interesting one um, because yeah, uh, you know, you've got to remember as well. There's a couple players still here from when. Um, still at Chelsea from the Conte days. So there's always that understanding, especially from someone like Azpilicueta. It's so good that he's sticking around just specifically just for this game, um, <laughs> you know, because he, yeah. he played a very large part in that. And, you know, so he he knows how Conte operates. And, you know, you can't really, I don't know, you can't under underappreciate that, I think. Yeah, it's important yeah. to have players that understand the gravity of those kind of matches. I think, I think there's just a sense of like, you know, the bad luck that goes with Tottenham when it comes to like these games that makes it a bit easier to to manage. So uh, I really do think, though, especially yeah. like I think that 
if I can believe in like one manager for when things aren't going wrong to fix it, I truly do believe like Tuchel is that sort of manager. Um, so, but I am intrigued in terms of what Tuchel's going to line up as because I think that we might, and this is like a you know the bold prediction. I think that we might see a four at the back next game because I think Tuchel. Will- we played a four at the back, I swear. Was it January last yeah, year? Yeah, we, we, we played a few times. Tuka plays like a 4-3-3, three, three, sometimes a 4-2-3-1, sometimes a, a 4 triple yeah, 2 it depends on when we're in yeah. position. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, cause I think uh, against a three at the back, I think that Tuka might want to explore playing four at the back. Um, so, interesting I mean, prediction. He did, it, he did it against Conte last season. I'm trying to remember what, what, what the score was in the league before the Carabao Cup. Oh yeah, what, we, Ziyech, did we play banger. three at the back that day? Ziyech, because I missed the game actually. Um, I think we played a back. We played one of those where we, we played, played four centre backs. I think we did play a lot of back fours against Spurs last season, but that was. Yeah, we did a lot of experimenting against. And we won them. every game. We won like four games against Spurs in like what three in like a month and a half. Weeks. Yeah, it was yeah. stupid. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, in January. It was crazy, yeah. man. Tuchel had Conte's number, so obviously Conte is one of he's gonna try and get. That's the other get, thing, right? yeah. Like, you, you, can't, you can't, uh, you can't, you can't uh, mix words on that. You know, it, when it's been Tuchel v Conte, Tuchel has won pretty consistently. Yeah, true. We were literally sitting tenth in the league, and we still managed Flapped to them. beat them. That's I'm, honestly, it's not a worry for me. <laughs> yeah, three point lane for a reason. Yeah. Lads yeah, Spurs. but I promise you guys, yeah, I, this is what I'm saying. I wish the Spurs fan was here, um, Mel, but I promise you guys, yeah, Spurs are in a good place right now. So trust me, they're coming with a lot of optimism. And Conte, you know how Conte is in Rumba, he's gonna be, he's gonna be filled, he's gonna be filled with it, you know. So it's gonna be a good game, perhaps a draw. Let's see. Yeah, but um, uh, LB you talked about like you know our defenders and all that, but I mean, looking at the Man City game that happened today, do you reckon? Koulibaly and Thiago Silva can hold out Erling Haaland when that time comes. Obviously, we're going to face Kane and Son and Kulizewski, but do you reckon Koulibaly will be able to face up to Haaland? Because I don't know if you guys saw the Man City game today. It was crazy. when Like watching Haaland in full flight. I don't know what you guys think. I'm not sure he was that great today. I honestly think that um, his tenure at Man City, so I know it's only been like two games, perfect, like proper games, but it's been underwhelming. Um, he was poor in the Community Shield and, uh, you know, only two goals. I mean, get real, you know. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's slightly harsh. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, he had a good game today, um, you know, penalty or not. Um, I yeah, I thought he did all right. Um, he was poor in the Community Shield though, and uh, you know, but I I think it it's City. You know, you just know he'll kick on. Yeah, but do you reckon Kulibali and Thiago Silva will be able to handle him when that time comes? Hey, if anyone be... can, it's those two. I think I think I have more 100%. faith in Kulibali actually handling him than Silva, just because I think Kulibali has physical. Pace. Yeah, he's more physical. But I think there's also a lot of pace on Kulibali, um, which. I think that if there's one thing that I noticed from Holland today is that this man is rapid. Like he really is rapid. Oh my god, it was incredible. It was you know, oh my god, it was like watching a cheetah on National Geographic channel. It was incredible. And like so, <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, but you know I what honestly, sucks? 
No, no, I hate giving props to any players, and like that is one of the props that you have to give. Is the man was just absolutely rapid. Like, but again, he was against like Zuma, so <laughs> he was pretty quick though. No, he was. He might have been. He maybe he's had a, he's had a weird uh, preseason or something like that. Maybe he's kicked too many cats or something. I don't know. But like, yeah. you know, like, and, and his legs are sore. But uh, you know, yeah, yeah. He's usually no, think, he's usually um, our defenders will be able to deal with them. In terms of his pace, so I expect you know, and he's one of the more physical centre backs in the league. So, actually, you know, Harland, yeah. if he sort of like bullied him, bullied him today, you know, that is that is putting the league on notice. <laughs> true, true, true. Now, but it's it's weird because we're not going to face City till next year, second of Jan. So we have enough time. I'm obviously going to have the World Cup and all that. But do you guys reckon we should be able to handle Harry Kane? Yeah? And I mean, I'm I'm quite frightened about Hume. Malang Sar had him in a chokehold. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> I didn't see him on the bench. Kulusevski versus Aspilicueta does fill me with dread. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm turning the TV off. I can't want Chalabar to start. I want Chalabar to start. Is... I don't. Chalabar. Is Richarlison going to be able to start the next no. game, or has he still got his red card? Richarlison. Richarlison. I think. Let me check. Uh, I let think me he check. still has the red card. It won't make a difference. Honestly, I'm I'm one of these. Maybe I'm strange, but I don't rate Richarlison at all. Oh no, no, no! I, I completely agree with you. I think he's just tall and somehow acts like a pigeon. I I genuinely don't get the guy. Like I don't get he's how just, he's just a bit him. of a dickhead. Like that's kind of like what he does as a player. He's just a bit of a dickhead. That's it. Yeah, it, worked, it worked yeah. in the Everton team because they're all kind of dickheads, but I don't actually see it working. Oh, in no, yeah, Yerry Mina yesterday was being such an asshole. Yeah, man. A lot. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. to be fair, I just, I hate, again, like, I just hate all the, like, honestly, there's some players that will just always piss me off. Like, I swear to God, no matter what, Jordan Henderson will always piss me off. Oh, he's so annoying. Oh, he's got such a punchable face. Like, there's one or two players which will just, like, inevitably, no matter what they do, will piss me off. And that is one of them. Like, him and Fabinho and Milner are just, oh my God, different level of agitation. Like, they have the most punchable face. Alexander Arnold for me, I don't know why. Yeah, he's really. He annoying. seems like a nice bloke. I like, I, you know, like I really, I really feel bad because I, I think he's such a nice guy. But you know what? Like whenever he plays football against us, he always acts really, really cocky, which is really he good. Always turns up. Is, you know, yeah. it's not his fault. He's really good. But like... I hate, yeah, no, I hate Gabriel Jesus as well. Like honestly, the man just he just comes off as like somebody who's oh yeah, I just don't like him. Like that's just one of the guys that genuinely. There's a list of players, you know. The list is very long. <laughs> I don't like a tattoo, though. I'll say that. I don't like a tattoo. LB's got a list. Oh, Lego head, yeah. Have you guys watched, started watching the uh, All or Nothing? Yeah, yeah. Great comedy. It's so funny. good. No, no, no. Literally, the tactics for Arteta was keep the ball more. <laughs> you know what killed me? You know what killed me? He gave a motivational speech before Norwich at home. He was <laughs> like, speaking about, his, me, speaking like, about like, his family and his life story. Motivation yeah, oh God, like I'm sorry, I don't think that's that. I, I don't know, think like, have an issue. I don't know. I think you got you got to <laughs> give Norwich some credit. <laughs> <laughs> the worst team in the league, and you're giving motivation <laughs> speech the table than Norwich at that point in the season. <laughs> <laughs> that was their contender. <laughs> but what do you guys think about this? So Cho Cho is leaving. 
what's your reaction to that? Obviously, I want to touch on Ampudu and Gallagher before call it a day. But Cho's leaving. What do you guys think? Where do you think Cho should go to? I mean, what do you think? Do you think she should go abroad? Do you think she should stay in Premier League? Do you think it's finished saw, at Chelsea? Uh, I saw those uh, Borussia Dortmund links today. Um, which kind yeah, of intri- that that was an interesting one, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's intriguing. I I feel like they develop players quite well in the Bundesliga. So we saw that with like Haaland moving there, and you know uh, Jude Bellingham. Um, but but I do but I do think that uh, especially like yeah, De Bruyne was was another one that moved to from the Prem to Bundesliga and actually became like an absolute baller. So I think that you know. There's no doubt that Hudson Odoi has the skills to become a top footballer, but I think his injury has really impacted him and his journey in becoming that top footballer. Um, so I just want to see him back to his best because he is a player that I like. He does have it in him. I think like under Sari, he was one of those top performers alongside Ruben Loftus Cheek, who was also sort of having a step out of the door. Um, for yeah. out the door. So I. I want to see the best for him. If he can be used in a deal with um, with uh, Leicester uh, for Fofana, I think that that could also be intriguing. Um, maybe that's paying like a bit more than we would want to with a swap deal and then putting him on loan instead. Um, but yeah. Well, a bit like we did with Colwell. It's not a bad call. Yeah. 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 It'll take like 20 million, at least 20 million off it. So. You know what? I actually really love that Colwell deal because not only... Are we sending away like the fact that we sent him on loan makes me yeah. so much happier? And there's no buy option, and we only had to pay like five million extra. To be fair, nowadays that's pretty much scraps in football. So yeah. I'm I'm really actually that made me really happy to see. And in no way am I like a Cobham sexual. Like <laughs> I could care less about some of them, but that one was actually really I, I was quite happy about that one. Because it was addressing Fair. issues and also keeping a possible talent, right? Fair. Yeah, and it also put to bed the rumours that Tuchel doesn't rate the youth, because no, clearly no, no. he does. Tuchel, you know, we've got, oh, uh, what Tuchel, Tuchel doesn't play a player because he's young. God, he hates youth. He sends him out to develop. No, he still hates youth, honestly. No matter what, he, no yeah, matter he, what he will always hate Too youth. Too many agendas. <laughs> Yeah, Tuchel yeah. can't win in terms of the the youth question, especially you know, like you say, oh well, he's done really well with with um with Amp- uh, not Amp- yeah. he's done really well with Broya. He's uh, he's made the the Cole will call um and at the same time people will say, oh well, you know, Ampadu's not got a squad squad number. Gilmore's probably going to leave yeah. as well, uh, and you know, and they're just like it's it's difficult because we we form like an emotional attachment to these players, but they can't all make it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, we have the most youth in our team as well, in the top six. So I think the claims need to stop because Tuchel's a great manager and we need world Yeah, he's players. a great manager, but it leads me to ask about Ampadu and Gallagher, because I mean, and Gilmore as well, because I know Oli is such a big fan of Gilmore. But what do you guys think might happen to this guy? So Ampadu, Gallagher, because Gallagher, Gallagher looks lost in the system. Gallagher, as well. I just don't see where Gallagher fits in in this system. I really don't. I think at best he is a very very good bench player. Like off the bench he brings a lot of energy, um but I don't see him in this system being a starter. I just I genuinely don't. I I think when it comes to Ampadu it depends how Tuchel wants to deploy him. Um, I yeah. think that Tuchel sees him clearly. I, I mean, again, like this is an assumption just from like seeing what he used him as in preseason, but as a centre back. Um, whereas I think he would probably be better used um, 
as a as a DM by like I've spoken you know to people who have actually watched him when he was at um, on his loan last season, and they sort of said that you know he's better suited as a DM, um, and especially when we have sort of this midfield. I wouldn't say crisis, but sort of a lack of DMs in our squad. I think that he could be used in that position. Um, so, so I think that there's a lot of going around that one. Um, I also think Ruben Loftus Cheek is an interesting one because he's sort of a utility man for this squad, playing as like a right wing back, playing as like a centre mid, playing as a DM. I think he even played as a centre back last season at one point. Like the man has he played. played um... He even played a few minutes at um, centre forward in one of the cup finals, yeah. didn't he? It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I it, it's actually kind of crazy to me, like how many times this man has like been used in so many different positions. So I think, uh, I think that one's another really interesting one to keep an eye on because, like, in the end of the day, he's literally just been deployed everywhere. Yeah, personally, I think if Gallagher doesn't if Gallagher doesn't work out Chelsea I think that's bad on Tuchel because everybody saw how good Gallagher was last season okay maybe not how good but how useful he was last season so I think if Tuchel can't use him or develop his game or find a because personally I think he can play the mount position I don't think he's good enough in the pivots the other I think um is- uh, do you know what I think I think People who say they don't know where Gallagher fits, I, I do understand why they say it, but I think it's a bit unfair. One, because yeah. we've got a very good, very young, very energetic, adaptable player on our hands in terms of Gallagher. Yeah. But as well as that, you know, he is essentially, in terms of his energy, in terms of his tackling, he's kind of like a more attacking version of Kante. You know when Kante yeah. m- makes his run forward? That's kind of what Gallagher does quite a lot, generally. So I think yeah. it's... You have to pair him with a more defensive player. I think it would have to be Gallagher, Jorginho, or maybe even a three-man midfield. I, I um, that, but that you know what? Like, I, 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 I think that could work. I really do. I, I, I think my issue with Gallagher in this system is just the fact that I don't think he's good enough on the ball, personally. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't see him being as secure as others on the ball. Having that being said, that's also the reason why I don't possibly like Kante that much is because over time he's become more sloppy on the ball but I think you can sort of liken it to the situation of Hakim Ziyech where Ziyech is undoubtedly an an absolutely incredible footballer right he is a plays at the very top level he is uh, an he's a pristine footballer but in the end of the day he doesn't fit in this system and that's not me just saying like that because I don't like him as a player. I really do. I think it's just a victim of circumstance and that sometimes if a player doesn't fit, it doesn't fit, you know? Um, you can't really force... You can't force, like, a circle into a square piece, right? So I, I think that that's sort of the thing that's going on here. But that, but that's just sort of from my limited knowledge of watching Gallagher last season. So maybe I'm wrong in saying that he's not good enough on the ball. I think he's got reasonably good technique. It's it's difficult to know for sure. I think the one that I'm really disappointed is going on loan is Gilmore because as as Tommy said, I'm a big fan of Gilmore. You know, he's got such good technique, and maybe he's just not currently as well rated because he didn't have the best loan, which is which is a yeah, real shame because he's, he's definitely has- a player you need good players around him in order to perform. Yeah. And yeah. and he just didn't have that last season. Yeah, Tuchel, Tuchel clearly has no faith in him. Like, it is very clear. The fact that he was sent to play with the youth team over um, over preseason just tells you everything you need to know. Tuchel clearly doesn't like him. And, and, and that's the harsh reality. But I think there's also two sides of it, right? Is that whether or not you want to have faith in 
in Tuchel or whether you want to like sort of I think in the end of the day there's some things that you know we are just fans and we don't fully understand the situation um but I I agree with you I really do like uh I, I really really do like um Gilmore and it is sad to see him not playing there um but yeah it is like sort of the sad reality that Tuchel hopefully just he has a good it. loan and he comes back next season because uh, he's still young you know he's still very young so yeah I, I have every faith in him yeah, I, I hope he goes to, I hope he goes to Everton though but I think he's going to leave Chelsea unfortunately hopefully not I think he's but... I think he's going to go on loan to Rangers that's what I think is going to happen oh my that's horrible though he should be in the Premier League I don't see how that would help him, to be honest, because he went on loan to Norwich, and that was a horrific loan. Like, that was yeah, a but it's, a, it's much more... But I don't think Rangers are a bad that, team. Well, you know, like, you can argue they're better than Norwich, but um, you can certainly think that... Yeah. It, it's, it's, we all thought it was going to be a stylistic good fit for Gilmore because Norwich play good attacking football, but actually what they need is dominant possession-paced football, which is not what Norwich play, um, at least not in the Premiership. They do in the Championship, but not in the Premiership. Um, so somewhere where he's going to be playing week in week out actually fighting for a title even if it is just the scottish title you know that is actually might be really important uh, you know he'll be playing in a more possession-based team he'll be able to pick his passes i, I personally think it'd be a good fit yeah i think it would be good as well for his I, I think it would be best he goes to everton or stay in the premier league in my opinion but maybe crystal palace as well uh, maybe maybe not for me everton lampard rates him a lot and everton don't seem to have that type of midfielder so for he me, I, think I, I really don't think he'll play, especially with, if Everton struggle and, and actually drop a bit further. He's not going to be able to take the risk on playing. I'd, I'd because... actually, I actually would want to see Gilmore at... Um, I, I think he could do a job under Scott Parker. I, 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 re- I really do. I, I think that that could be a really interesting move to... Um, Norris. Norris no, to point... no, 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 to... Uh, to Why am I forgetting the name? Of the team, Bournemouth. the team that always loves to beat us. Uh, yeah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. <laughs> I yeah. my brain for a second. But yeah, I think that that would be a really, really interesting move. I I think that's Norwich 2.0, but we'll find out. We'll see. Um, I just, I just I mean, I think they have good enough us, midfielders. Right? I'm um, just going to say this. Um, Before we round up, what do you guys have to say about the Frank Lampard derby coming up with Jared? Because <laughs> I don't like Jared at all. So. <laughs> It's literally trash versus garbage. <laughs> That's harsh. That's harsh. Yeah, I, mean, I want to. I, I want to back I think... Frank because I love his backroom staff. It's like it's not just Frank. It's Frank, yeah, Ashley, Ashley Cole, Cole yeah. um, Joe, uh, Joe Edwards is there as well. So I, I, I love them. I love them more. I know what you mean. It's just it's like it's a bit of a disaster, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, it's like watching him, uh, Rooney, and uh, those two and Rooney all fight it out. It's like, it's just watching, I don't know, it's yeah. like watching people teach boxing who used to be punched in the head a lot. Yeah. You know, like it, I think, I yeah. think like, uh, to be fair, all ties for me died when uh, Terry left Aston Villa. I could care less. <laughs> I, I honestly, I could care less what they do. <laughs> Terry's back at where he belongs at home. Um, and, and I love that. So <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah, but I mean, Jared annoys me so much. You know how I talked about, you guys talked about, um, you talked about Trent, you talked about, you know, the players you dislike much. For me, Jared annoys me so much, so I really want Frank to win. I knew he was going to be a bad manager when people started praising his looks that he gave um, at away ends. I was like, what? What are you that talking really about? That really made me chuckle. I was just like, why? 
like rating his aura it's, or something. It, it, it's what happens when you, when Liverpool players are involved, uh, when Liverpool fans are involved with like other teams. It, it just becomes really strange. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and they gave him dogs abuse when they let City roll over. Yeah, man. incredible. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I hope Frank wins, but I think Jared. I think it would be a draw, but I think Jared might just nick it. But Jared's so annoying, man. I, I don't want to spend too much time on him, but it's so annoying. I think I think Villa has a better team, though. Like, Villa genuinely have better players in their team. So, it wouldn't surprise me if they won. Uh, yeah, but you can see Everton doing what they did to us and, like, sort of playing quite hard and quite rough and, like, you know, and getting to the point where, you know, like, can you imagine, like, Decore and Yerimina versus Coutinho? They're just going to kick him for 90 minutes? Like, honestly, with the new refing standards this season, I could see somebody getting killed in that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brady. yeah. Um, Yerimina's injured though, so he's out of the game. I reckon he's out of. Yeah, did you see Godfrey's well, injury? Yeah, what really happened? Did they that. announce? Did they announce what the injury was? I think he broke his ankle. Um, he's got a fracture. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, he always gives these weird tackles on other players. So I'm not saying it's deserved, but karma. No, I, I think he's thing. gonna be out for. I, I was listening to the Everton podcast, and they said he might be out for the whole season. Or until the new year, so it's quite. It'd long. be like four to six months. That's another blow like to Four to six months with a break, um, usually. Like so, yeah. Like, I, I, do you know what I feel really bad about that? Is the um, is is the poor standard of the of the of the linesman? Because um, he could have just called the thing offside and not let them play through, and it, and he wouldn't have. And he wouldn't have broken. Yeah, it could have like, been prevented. It would have yeah. prevented a serious injury. The ball was completely out of play. There was no need to continue. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they should look into that actually. <laughs> you know, they should look into that. Did anyone see Man United get um absolutely slapped? That made my God. that made me have a good day. That honestly, yeah, I, like, I, had like a, I had a good day yesterday, that. and yeah. then I saw that again. To, I saw that today, and I went, "Oh, another good day." Like, <laughs> I could honestly have like the worst day. Brighton Munich, and is as what long I call as them. as long as Man Munich and Tottenham lose, that just makes <laughs> like that. No matter what is going on in my life, that just oh. makes my. And, uh, it's a really I weird table. You've yeah, got like Spurs hilarious. at the top of the table and like Liverpool only have a point and like it's really strange. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, we're only yeah, game into the new season, like, but it's always didn't, weird. Didn't Everton like two seasons ago like go undefeated for like four games? Yeah, yeah some man. good at Didim, I suppose. Benitez, Benitez. I can't believe I was about to end the pot, the episode without mentioning my new loss. So thank you, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to. <laughs> yeah, um, that was the Benitez I remember. They tipped Everton for the, the league as well. Stupid journalist. But um guys, we like to round us up. <laughs> Ollie, would you like to round us up? Yeah, of course. You know, we've all seen that we've had like an excellent, uh, excellent start to the season. Chelsea did did well, in my opinion, to be uh, to be a, a difficult Frank Lampard Everton side. So I think we're going to be really looking forward to the season that we've got coming, and I uh, I hope we uh, we get to have lots of good, more good discussions about it uh, on the Essentially Blue podcast. Yeah, bro, that's amazing. Yo, um, Hannah, LB, thank you guys for coming. I really did enjoy your. I hope I hope to have you guys again. Actually. Uh, nice conversation you know you guys brought the vibe so yeah cheers guys thanks for having me yeah, okay. thank you have a good uh, have a good week everyone <laughs>